Good evening. Good evening. It's a starry night. <laughs> it is. I see all the constellations. Hey, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to to up our game here in the the IG, you know, universe. <laughs> <laughs> universe, metaverse, somebody's verse. It's <laughs> verse, right? And tonight. We will be discussing sis. Oh. You can't change him. <laughs> what are you thinking about? <laughs> oh now. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, we can try. It doesn't hurt to try. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to try. But then, you know, you may get to a point where your efforts may be futile. Oh boy, I know. Every time we try to do things, um, it always messes up. Anyway, <laughs> I guess we should get this show on the road. What do you think? We should get it started. It's a hot topic. I know. Everybody's uh, asking about the our our live tonight, so. Okay, so let's get this party started. Thank you everyone for attending our Friday night live here in the DMV, which is DC, Maryland, Virginia. I'm in Virginia and Shawnee is in DC. I mean, <laughs> no, Maryland, you're all over the place. <laughs> I mean, you never know where I'm going to be because with this area, you can be all over the place in a matter of minutes, right? traffic, a few hours. Or, or, yeah, or hours. I mean, because sometimes it takes me, I think, from here to you, from Virginia to up to the closer to be more, it takes about like an hour ish. Well, an hour and a half. half. Yeah, been on yeah, track. It, yeah, you always want to add the half hour. Yes. Right? <laughs> Anything. It's like 30 minute ish. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, well, I just want to let everybody know that I did my homework on uh, <laughs> different reference references that I had uh, mentioned in the comments uh, on my post. And anyway, I'm excited because I'm going to reference a lot um, in Shawnee's book and also Dr. Alch's book, David Lloyd Marcus, which he has a movie out. Yay, and it's still out in the box office. So if you haven't seen it, it's over at the West, um, at the Hoyts Theater, West Nursery Road, and I'll put that in the comments as well. So tonight we're going to discuss, sis, you can change him. Uh, and I can start with the first question, Shawnee, if I may. All right, number one. Why do you think some women try to change men? I think women try to change men because as women, we are always looking to improve things. And with things, we try to trickle that along to people. And a lot of times, well, they say that women have feminine wiles. So we try to use our maybe flirtatious ability. Oh, well, maybe if I do this, maybe if I show a little shoulder, maybe I can get him to do whatever he wants me to do. And so I would say sometimes that may be successful, depends upon the man that you deal with, but it's not sustainable. 
I think it's only a temporary fix if you try to do that. But I think when just in general, women are always looking to try to improve upon something because we're always, and since women are perfectionists, we always want to try to become a better self, want everyone around us to become better at something that we see that they can improve upon. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's always that uh, hope for the best, expect the worst. At least I've heard that saying. I don't know if you guys heard that. And uh, I think that goes with, for life and just in general. Um, ooh, I can say that I'm very experienced in <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to add my little implementation, mm -hmm. kind of like uh, a man that's a project. And honestly, I think, I, I think like when we're not, and I've, you know, going through life, I'm very spiritual. So I try to, um, you know, of course I talk to the Lord God universe to, to guide me in the direction, you know, what they may have. And it's always been relationships in general has always been my sore thumb or like Achilles heel because I find myself attracting, uh, people, um, I mean, of course, there's going to be various attractions, but people that are needy or mm -hmm. ha that aren't on my level, and I'm not saying this to be rude or to say that I'm better than the next person, but, you know, I think it all comes to self-worth uh, and, and also self-actualization. And I, for me, I think that I've been just attracting, like, man child you know like mm -hmm. mama's boy or um someone that because and, and, and then also my personality I'm so I have a big heart and I'm I like to I'm nerd, like I like to take care of people yes. I mean obviously we're in the same service and that's the whole reason why I'm in it is to try to help people and take care of them so by default uh sometimes our upbringing also and and Mm -hmm. what our parents are like for me, my mom, you know, and my sisters, they instill in you uh, to take care of everybody. Right. So, but sorry, that, that, um, that answer was kind of <laughs> drawn out. Um, so we'll move on to the, the next, what the bullet under the first question. Uh, the first bullet is, have you ever attempted to change the man you have dated? I would say I haven't outright said, hey, I, I need you to do this because that's not my personality. But I think I've offered like gentle suggestions. Like, hey, so how, perhaps you may want to try, try to do this. And it all depends upon the man. If they're receptive and know within themselves that they want to change, they'll take the suggestion and change. But it's not, I've never been the type that, that likes to nag because I don't want somebody to nag me about certain things. You need to do this. You got to do this because... As you all know, we're grown and we've been raised and, you know, you're not trying to raise a man when you're in a relationship or vice versa. A man wouldn't want to raise a woman, ideally. Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been successful in it? I believe I've been successful where I've seen they, they haven't like outright told me in some cases, but the guys I've dated, I've like gone in their house or they, or they'll be like, oh, okay, you told me to say, for instance, when you have something in the house and you finish cooking it, 
then it could have a smell. My technique is to like, hey, you can put it in the freezer until it's time to put it outside because it won't sneak up your trash can. And I noticed one guy dated, he was like, I took, you, I took you up on it and it really works. I had to worry about a sticky trash can before trash day. So something like that. <laughs> well, that's good. You know what's so funny? I think, I don't know if our minds are connecting. It's really scary because I was actually going to use that as an example. Really? <laughs> well, I won't um, dive too much in my previous, I, you know, I was married, so I'm, I'm divorced. Um, <clears throat> but one of the biggest things that I think that I, that really irked me was the trash, the garbage. And I know, well, we shouldn't assume as women that, you know, males play the role in taking out the trash and, and um, you know, doing the, the yard mm -hmm. or whatnot because everybody supposedly has a role, right? But I think I have all the roles <laughs> that I had to play. And, and one thing that I had mentioned and I kept, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but um, I had mentioned to him because I was pretty much doing everything in the house. And I would tell him, you know, it got so frustrating Shawnee, because I would say, hey, you know, can you take out the garbage? Like, mm -hmm. it has to be out a certain time, you know, certain days out of the week. Um, and it, it just got, it just, you know, he, he wasn't doing it. Mm -hmm. So I was training my team. Well, at that time, he was, I think, time to roll out the, the bin, you know, take out the trash from the bin and, and roll out the bin during the, um, those days. But one time I did, this, well, let's say, a study. You know how we are in public yeah. health? <laughs> <laughs> like a case study. I went ahead and I left the garbage. I took, I took the garbage out to the garage, right? Mm -hmm. And I just let it accumulate. I know this is, um, <laughs> this is embarrassing. But I just wanted to see how long it would take for him to take out the trash. Right. And he never did. So the, the gar I mean, I, I have a photo, but the garbage accumulator is very embarrassing. Like the entire <laughs> garage. Oh no. Filled up like from his, his side of where the car, <laughs> I know. but you know, it's, it's, it's like one of those behavioral mm -hmm. um, modifications or like cases that I, I wanted to, you know, test out. And so yeah, so it accumulated, to say the least, I took the hefty garbage bags out, right? Mm -hmm. The black ones, you know, the one for the, the leaves right. in the car. Oh. And imagine like three of the uh, kitchen trash bags uh, add to per one hefty bag or something, mm -hmm. two, to, two to three. So I would have to say I hold out about 20 of those hefty bags one time. Because I was just like, yeah, he's not going to do it. Anyway, so I was unsuccessful. <laughs> that, that's, that's my feedback for that. That's an example. <laughs> anyway, so I, I guess I can just read the next, the next um, <laughs> question. Two. Some women become frustrated with trying to change men to meet their expectations. 
they say things such as, if only he would do X, Y, Z, then I will be happy. Have, have you ever said this statement to one of your friends um, or said something similar to men that you have dated? I haven't necessarily said it to a man, but definitely, you know, you get with your girlfriends. You'd be like, oh, he's so perfect in every area. But if he would just dress better before the devil, then we, we would be okay. He wouldn't embarrass me when we're going out. Like, like what kind of outfit? Like, say, for instance, if you're going to a formal, a formal event, and you would expect the guy to dress like in, say, for instance, a button-up shirt and slacks because mm -hmm. you're dressed, and then you see him dressed in something casual, jeans, a cap, uh -huh. sneakers. Like, right. well, if you would just, everything else is fine, but if you would just only do that, it would be great. It would be perfect. <laughs> so would they come out with some Tims, or what, what, what's, your, what's your preference on, like, the occasion? I mean, I see how you dress. You dress, you know, to impress. That's for sure, mm -hmm. Sean. So, like... I guess, you know, I, do you think that maybe having um, to talk with the per with your mate or your partner about, hey, we're going to this fancy restaurant, hint, hint, mm -hmm. you know, put on your nice suit, not your birthday suit. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had, and that's in the, this situation, I had a guy say, oh, you can't, you can't change this. This is just how I am. Accept it. I'm not used to dressing up like that. Oh. Then I've had a friend who who had a similar <laughs> situation that was saying the same thing. Like, well, I've tried. I've tried to tell him, like, I'm used to my father dressing a certain way with my mother, so I'm used to seeing people dress up for certain occasions and just making the disclaimer, like, if we're somewhere casual, yeah, I wouldn't expect you to dress up. But just if we're somewhere formal, just please dress up. But the guy was like, nope, this is me. I wasn't used to that. This is how I'm going to be deal with it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's uh, so but but prior to all that, when you first initially met the person, was he dressed to the T or was he dressed nice or we were in a casual environment. So you would he was dressed appropriately then oh. to be in a casual environment. So. Oh, OK. But when it was time to dress up. Nah. Yeah. And, you know, one of I know, okay, so this one guy I've known for like, gosh, over two decades. I um, I don't think I've ever really told him, but no, I don't think I have. And he'll probably see this on live or whenever, if he ever does um, come on the show. But I didn't really care for how he ate. Mm. <laughs> so he would not close his mouth a lot of times um eating. so that kind of like i try not to look mm -hmm. um but yeah that that was one of my pet peeves i didn't i didn't like uh that and then the the dressing was i mean could do he could do a little bit more <laughs> more work on that but you know i mean you can help them out right you can try right, you can, you can try to give them a a gentle nudge and not so gentle nudge, but at the time, did you give him a nudge to say, hey, you may want to close your mouth when you chew your food? <laughs> I know, and it's, I think sometimes we get kind of, like, scared or 
afraid, mm -hmm. like I really love this person or really, really into this person. I don't want him to not, you know, want to be with me because mm -hmm. I told him, close your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess you can look past it if you're really into it, into them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So then let's see here. Um, all right. If you have made the statement, did men adjust to their behavior? So apparently you said that he didn't adjust and that was the that way. Was it. it was like, deal with me. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. On to the next. <laughs> okay. Number three. If you had the opportunity to build the perfect man, would you? If yes, what would his, uh, what would be his attributes? And if, if I, no, provide a rational statement, you know, uh, wanting to build him. I would have to say in my, I guess my previous dating years, I was like, yes, please let me build, build that perfect man. And his attributes, of course, would be, you know, we all like the tall, dark and handsome. Has to have, <laughs> has to have definitely had to have a relationship with God. Be ambitious, be consistent and willing to love me for who I am. But I can also argue for the rationale for not wanting to build a perfect man, because considering that we as women, we're not perfect. We a lot of times expect men to accept, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> to, to accept us for who we are. And it would be really unreasonable to say like, no, you have this imperfection. You got to change it. I can't deal with you unless you change it. But of course, it's always that fine line because we always have our deal breakers when it comes to relationships. How about, how about if his nose was very like protruding, like very pronounced? Yeah, just like a you know poking, poking, poking a nose. What do you think? I mean, but he's like the sweetest person, you know. Like he mm -hmm. brings you flowers every day. He rubs your feet. Uh, <laughs> you can't it, change. <laughs> you can't change it. But in my younger years, of course, you know, as you grow older, you your um, opinions of how how highly you rate physical appearance change changes. But I would have to say, if he's overall a good person, treats me well at this point in time, you can look past the nose. He said, at this point in time, can you, <laughs> you can look past the nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have, then. I'll have to give a caveat, but if you feel like you cannot look at this person and it's just really stands out for you, I wouldn't waste the guy's time. Okay. Okay. Well, you could just, you could just do this, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. a veil over the nose. <laughs> yeah. There you go. For me, uh, gosh, yeah, I guess back in my younger days, I would be, but you know, Whenever I went for that quote unquote type of look in the man, it would just be a disaster. He would be mm -hmm. just another player, uh, you know. So, and and I think that men that have a heart, I think I'm look now. My like, I, I agree with you. Now I look towards, uh, not like not saying that I didn't look at how he treated me in the past, mm -hmm. but. I think I look at the attributes, you know, does he take care of his kids? 
is he a good father figure? Um, I mean, I met, you know, this one guy that had like a few kids and he was very nice, very gentleman-like, funny. You know, we talked on the phone like hours uh, on and was always concerned about his children. And that's, you know, I think what drew me uh, into him. Hmm. Yeah, but nothing's perfect, right? <laughs> Nothing is. Even though we want it to be, we were like, oh, we'll be so happy if it is perfect. But no. So moving on to the next question or statement. Uh, on the internet, you find quotes pertaining to changing a man. I will read three quotes. After these quotes, tell me which one resonates with you the most and tell me why. Number one, a woman can't change a man because she loves him. A man changes himself because he loves her by Steve Harvey. Number two, most women set out to try to change a man and when they have changed him, they do not like him by Marlene Dietrich. And number three, the problem is women think he will change. He won't. The mistake men make is thinking she'll never leave. She will. Anonymous. I wrote that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Boop. That's All right. <laughs> My <Mind> drop. Um, <laughs> Which one would you pick? One, two, or three? And you guys can put in your comments which one you would like to to pick. I I can uh, say it again if if you want. You want me to? I can for the crowd. You may want to say it again. But okay. I'm ready with my answer. Okay, sure, sure. I would have to rank these. Number one would definitely be the last one, where it's saying that the the problem is women think. Men think that women won't leave and something's going on. If a woman is really independent and knows what she wants, and if she's given the guy ample amount of time to come up to par, yes, she will leave. She definitely will leave him. Right. That's number one. And I still have to say Steve Harvey's quotes is number two because a man definitely will change for the right woman. I've heard of so many incidents that this has occurred in different relationships where they, where the woman is like, oh, I've poured myself all into this guy and he hadn't changed, but then he gets with someone else. Uh -huh. Surprise! He's changed, uh -huh. a changed man. So that man really wanted that woman, so he did what was necessary. It was a miracle. With her and keep her. Yeah. <laughs> So your ranking is number one would be the problem or uh, with the anonymous one, right? Yes. Second one would be Steve Harvey's quote. Mm -hmm. And then the third one would be the most women try to set up and be the savior. Yes. <laughs> they don't succeed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, I think for me, it would be uh, basically number one would no be 
Uh, well, Steve Harvey, I think, because, yeah, I think Steve Harvey, because like, I'll give you an example. Um, my ex, right? Mm -hmm. It's the only person I can uh, relate to right now. But I did everything for this man. I even gave him two kids. And I even helped him with his, you know, resume and dress him up. And uh, I was like his counselor, you know, advisory committee or something. And I basically ran a Thai ship. I did everything, I, you know, full-time mother, uh, mother and off um, job and whatnot. And, mm. and then all of a sudden he's uh we got divorced and he's now engaged to get married and i i'm like who are you know i'm yeah. like who are you uh he started doing a lot of projects in the house like i mean literally painting the walls the ceiling putting in um a water fountain uh, now he's putting in he pulled up the rug or uh, the carpet to put like marble tiles and just really dressing up the house and, and adamant that he has to be back home in time. Like, oh, I, I'm just here to pick up the kids. I got to go to the grocery. I got to do this. I got to do that. So it's I'm like, wow. And he's cooking and cleaning. And yeah, so he never did any of that when we were together. And uh, I he even completed his PhD. So yeah, I I can relate to <laughs> Steve Harvey's comments. Definitely, because you're just saying that he changed for who he wanted to change for firsthand. Wow. Yeah, I, I think I was like one of those stepping stones or, you know, you know how like some people, they see an opportunity and sometimes they take that opportunity not thinking, uh, and then maybe this is just me. There's always three sides of a story. Mm. I'm just talking, telling my side of the story. But, you know, when people see an opportunity that, hey, you know, she's a good catch. She manifests a lot of different things and, and gets, you know, it's a fruition. And then, okay, I'm done next. You know what I mean? Right. That's how I felt. But, hey, it is what it is. I'm blessed. We're here. And Manifested Dreams, thank you for your uh, feedback uh, that Manifested Dreams gave a one and a three. Thank you. Uh, the next question is, <clears throat> what advice would you give women who want to change the men, the men they are dating? I would have to say the first advice goes back to our topic. You can't change him. But then I had to reevaluate that statement because... I spoke briefly with a man about this topic and they were saying that a lot of times men need time to change. So I would recommend if, if the women really love a man, have a time frame, but don't have a time frame where you feel like you're sacrificing your self-worth and yourself to wait out this man's change. Because in reality, it's up to the man whether or not he wants to change. And you can just be wasting wasting your time and getting more frustrated with, with trying to change them. So I'll have to say definitely women set their set your boundaries. Know right. know your 
look at the red flags, knowing something doesn't feel right in the process right. of you're asking him, the guy to change. Listen to your gut. Oh, yes. That is uh, one of your chakras. I, I, need to, I need to learn all the chakras, but I know like the, your sixth sense or your, your gut is really the propeller. And I, I know that we um, in our field, right, Shawnee, uh, you being a chemist and, and me being public health um, background, we're all about evidence-based, right? Mm -hmm. So if there's no studies that's been done, then we basically have to go with the study. We have to go with the evidence. Right. But the, the, the smoking gun, as what I call it, is your gut. To me, I mean, yes, you look at everything, you look at the big picture, but then you also have to get that sense. It's almost like, and what I've been going through is like um, being empathetic or like an empath. You see things, but that's not there, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Or if you're, if you're still, right, you tend to get answers, when you're still and you meditate and you, you pray and you, you know, you um, talk with the universe, you just, you get that answer or maybe, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's so surreal. It's like almost like an angel. I've experienced that before yeah. where an angel on your shoulder is telling you to do something. Let me give you an example. So I was dating this one guy and I knew he was a player mm -hmm. and we had lived together at one point in time and um, I woke up, it was in December. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the, well, not middle of the night, but like in the morning around 6 a.m. Why do I know this around 6 a.m.? And I mean, literally, I was dead asleep and somebody tapped me and said, get up, right? Mm -hmm. I got up and they said, go to his car. So I'm like, ah, this is so silly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever heard, had this experience. Like, Something similar. Where you, it's a strong voice, yeah. Yeah, you to do so this car, I mean, it was loud, mm -hmm. yeah. And and I'm like, okay, I'm going to the car, right? And so, mm -hmm. okay, look under the passenger seat, look under the passenger seat, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it was just, yeah, <laughs> talking to me. So I looked and I'm like, there's nothing here. So, wait, skirt, you know, hold mm -hmm. on, don't leave the garage, go to the open the trunk, open the trunk. <laughs> And I'm like, what is going on? Uh -huh. <laughs> and then, um, so then I opened the trunk, Shawnee. You won't believe what I found. I found in the in the center of the trunk, I found a Bible. Yeah, because you know he was like placating, like he's religious and, mm -hmm. and all the scriptures and talking wow. all this jazz. Yeah. Oh, I'm a Jehovah Witness, or he never went to the <laughs> the temple. Yeah, it's it's that crazy. sounds like another um, topic. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> and and I opened the truck. There was a Bible, but guess what was on top of it? It was a condom, <gasps> an unopened condom. One one con one uh condom on top of the Bible. Oh my God. And the, right there, dead center, as I opened up the trunk. Yeah. And and so I was heated. I was like, oh, my gosh. So I went up, ran upstairs, and I said, what is this? 
what do you mean? You know, like mm-hmm. all this like crazy stuff. And, and he said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he went, he, he was like, let me show you. I, you know, this is where I put it. This is where I put, you know, my condos. <laughs> but he went, we go down to the garage and he, oh, guess where he, what door he opens? The passenger yes. door. And guess where he went to get it? Underneath the chair. Underneath the chair. Remember when I told you, I said, look underneath the chair? Uh I couldn't find it, but guess what? It was stored like, you know, where the uh, metal part is underneath the chair? Mm. Yeah, it was stashed up in there. Wow. I see it's over here. And I'm like, I didn't even have to tell him anything. He just like pulled it out. Mm. Yeah, so anyway. That that's um, that was a very interesting time for me, and um, my advice. Well, I can read some advice to you. I don't, I don't want to belabor this call. So, or some quotes that I that I found. I like I said, I did my my study here. So this is Shawnee's book, by the way. Sweet Daddy's Funeral, by Shawnee Smith. Okay. And I quote on page 23, Kemal asked her mom, um, you know, can she make her dad basically happy so he can come back home? And her mom said that somebody is making daddy happier than us. And that is why he's not coming home. So that goes to show you Kemma at a young age was trying to change a man or trying to change, you know, change her dad's perspective on staying at home instead of going to the club, you know, and um, having fun. Another one I want to read out here is that uh, on page 39 of your book um, says here, here that Basically, Benjamin, that's the dad's name, had a physical relationship with Linda Perez, uh, the stripper who had flirted with him in front of his wife. Uh, And I wanted to, this expresses what men do to women when women try to change a man. Um, And dad, you know, I guess Kemma's father was looking for an outlet to talk with somebody in regards to um, his day or what he was going through because he was, you know, he had a, a gambling issue and he had to, he, he lost his job and he didn't want to tell his wife. So she was like a safe space uh, for, for him. And similar to Dr. Alter's book on a uh, life of an alpha male, there's um, a character named Nikki and I'll, I, I've notated everything here. So there's a character named Nikki that was uh, Dr. Alcher. He had a, okay, Mason Kane, that's the um, actor. And this is a movie that's out there right now uh, in the box office. Mason Kane basically owned a um, restaurant, a restaurant lounge. And Nikki was her, his, Nikki was his manager, right? Like restaurant manager. So what ended up 
what what he ended up doing was um you know confessing to nikki talking with nikki she was his safe space just like how linda perez was benjamin's safe space and so um men just want the attention and and i think women will reach that you know this kind of like catapults into the behaviors that i think men display so when a woman when their partner their woman is not there for them they're trying to latch on to someone that will be there to to discuss you know issues at home or whatever the case may be or maybe have a, a chuckle or two somebody that they feel comfortable um in discussing matters and I just, there's a few things that I wanted to add to. It's, oh, this was Life of an Alpha Male uh, by Dr. Alsh, David Lloyd Marcus. The movie is out at Toy's Theater that I quoted. And then another book that Dr. Alsh wrote, Relationships. And there's just so many. I'm not going to, I'm going to just go through a few here um, on page 51. Uh, it says here, you are fighting an uphill battle. Uh, excuse me, you are fighting more than an uphill battle because you'll be trying to fix something that has absolutely nothing to do with you. And um, the title of this is Bad Attitude. It says here, their attitude for the day-to-day -to -day events or how they are easily affected by people will be your job to fix. At least you will feel like it is. I know you're probably shaking your head and sighing as you're reading this. It can and will be exhausting. They have to do the personal development work to change and that won't happen until they realize the problem is them. Um, everyone is not faced by the things that bother them. Even though they sometimes convince themselves and even try to convince you that is the case. Uh, I can only imagine how many times you have gotten into arguments and for some of you fights because you want them to recognize how their attitude has killed the event in mo in, or moment in your relationship. I'm not here to tell you to leave them, but I'm here to tell you that they won't change until they are ready to do the work too. Even then, it can still be a struggle depending on how deep embedded the emotional issues are. So, um, and, and I wanted to add my comment to that. I've been in relationships where a person can either make you or break you can bring out the best in you or bring out the worst in you. And my past relationship, he brought out the worst in me. Things that I've never seen myself. Um, attitudes, uh, behaviors that will, you know, like trigger bad behaviors. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because naturally... I'm a happy uh, person. I like to laugh and joke and, and have fun. And, and it, it just seemed like there was always like a dark cloud with, with the person. So just wanted to add that tidbit. Another one, page 61, um, heal and find your peace. 
right? And it says here, people are not reliable enough to give them that kind of power over your life. Take the time to slow down, breathe, and see where you really effed up. You can also reflect on what you don't want to repeat in your next relationship. The beautiful thing about failure or things that don't work out is that it helps you, or excuse me, helps give you a clear picture of what you don't, you know, you, you, what you do want rather. So beautiful thing about failure things, it, it helps you to clear, give you a clear picture of what you do want. So that's one that I wanted to add. Um, and the last one here is on page 150. Uh, ladies, okay, hold on. Where did it say here? Oh, ladies, I want you to think about all, think about all of the men that you have encountered in your life. I want you to think about who you were the craziest about. Be honest with yourself. Was it the guy that treated you the best? How does your current man treat you? And how do you really feel about him? If you had to be honest, does he light your fire? So, and then he just goes on with saying, this chapter is not trying to encourage the women that are in relationships to leave their man because I know if he's pleasing you sexually, that you will find a glimmer of hope to hold on to and stay anyway. Mm. So I repeat the questions, okay, of what he wants. He wants you to think about who were you the craziest about? And be honest. And was it the guy that treated you the best? And how does your current man treat you if you have one? And how do you, how do you really feel about him? If you had to be honest, does he light your fire, ladies? And that's all I have, ma'am. Relationships. Go get that book. <laughs> I'll put, the, I'll put it in the comments. I didn't know if anyone wanted to chime in or have any questions at this time. We could take questions if you want to put it on the comment section. Or if not, we can, you know, answer the questions at a latter time. Definitely. We welcome yeah. comments after the video. Just go and see the replay. And I don't know, Shani, did we want to post what... what um, what it is for uh, the next one, or do we want to just wait and announce it later, our next topic? Ah, you have an idea of what we're going to talk about. We can give okay. them a sneak preview. Okay. Uh, do you want to, to, to go ahead and give that preview? I think we're on the line of relationships, so it's it's probably going to be along those lines. Okay. That as a teaser. Okay, this sounds good. All right. Well, with that being said, um, 
Thank you, everyone. And I hope you enjoy your weekend. Be safe and stay warm if you're over here uh, enjoying the winter <laughs> wonderland. <laughs> Definitely. Have a good weekend, everyone. Take care. Thank you. Bye.